know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MV Now, and here are your news on web. President Rodrigo Duterte told the United Nations that it will be a gross injustice to exclude poor or developing countries in its bid to fight the coronavirus disease. The president also reiterated his push for universal access to safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines in his address at the United Nations General Assembly for its 31st special session. Our Malacanang correspondent, Argil Hedukos, has this report. President Duterte reiterated his call for universal access to COVID-19 vaccines, telling the international community that it would be a gross injustice to exclude poor or developing nations from the recovery initiative. Duterte made the statement as he addressed the United Nations General Assembly for the second time this year at its 31st special session in response to the COVID-19. In his pre-recorded message aired past midnight Friday, President Duterte amplified the Philippines' call for greater solidarity and enhanced cooperation to address the challenges brought about by the pandemic. He reiterated his push for universal access to safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines and technologies. Without a cure and a vaccine, we can only delay the spread of the disease while we reopen our economies. Life-saving services and products must be made accessible to the most vulnerable, the most to the least. Philippines reiterates the call for universal access for safe and effective COVID-19 vaccines and technologies. If any country is excluded by reason of poverty or strategic unimportance, this gross injustice will haunt the world for a long time. According to the president, leaving a nation behind in the road to post-pandemic recovery will discredit the values of the UN. We cannot let this happen. No one is safe unless everyone is safe. The Philippines strongly supports global medical and scientific initiatives. Forged at the WHO, this includes the ACT accelerator, the COVAX facility, and the CTAP. Together with our brothers in ASEAN and the non-aligned movement, the Philippines supports a global health agenda with adequate resourcing and policy space for WHO. In his speech, President Duterte likewise expressed strong support for the global medical and scientific initiatives forged at the World Health Organization like the COVID-19 Vaccines Global Access or COVAX facility. The COVAX facility which the Philippines joined is a mechanism designed to guarantee rapid, fair, and equitable access to COVID-19 vaccines worldwide. For MB Now, this is Argil Hedukos reporting. 
The Catholic Bishops' Conference of the Philippines has released the guidelines on the celebration of Aguinaldo Masses or Simbangabi from December 16 to 24. Instructions issued by CBCP President and Archbishop of Davao, Archbishop Romulo G. Valles DD, said that the adjustments are made during this time of pandemic. The CBCP recommended that the Masses in the evening can start as early as 6 p.m. and for the morning, the last Aguinaldo Masses, Misa de Gallo or Simbangabi Mass can be at 6 a.m. The bishop of the place is in consultation with the pastors of the parishes and in coordination with the LGU could schedule more Simbangabi Masses in different venues which can be large enough to accommodate more people and still observing social distance. Live streaming of liturgical celebrations is still being encouraged as the CBCP also encourages families to bring their own family image of the infant Jesus during the Christmas Masses since kissing or touching of images is still prohibited during this time of pandemic. Archbishop Valles also said that in the midst of the meaningful and popular Filipino symbols of the Advent and Christmas seasons, it is important not to lose sight of the basic components of the celebration, namely the Word of God and Holy Communion. The government's pandemic task force has given the green light to the limited conduct of workshops, training, seminars and other related events in areas under the general community quarantine. Presidential spokesman Harry Roque said in a statement that the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases has allowed the conduct of events in GCQ areas, namely workshops, training, seminars, congresses, conferences, board meetings, colloquia, conclaves, symposia, and consumer trade shows. The events will be permitted up to 30% of the venue's capacity. Venues include restaurants in general, restaurants attached to hotels, ballrooms and function halls within hotels, venues within hotel premises, and mall atria. The Department of Tourism and Trade and Industry are tasked to issue the necessary guidelines. According to Roque, the IATF also approved the recommendation of the Office of the Cabinet Secretary to implement the Safety Seal Certification Program in addition to Stay Safe Ph. All establishments such as government offices, private companies, hotels, and business establishments and public transportation units are now required to adopt the safety seal. The IATF directed DTI, DOT, and the Departments of Health, Labor and Employment, Interior and Local Government, and Transportation to issue the necessary joint memorandum circular to detail the requirements to secure a safety seal which includes the adoption of the Stay Safe application and the generation of its QR code to be displayed in all entrances. The Department of Justice has warned the public against falling victim to the love and cargo scam. Under the scheme, the DOJ Office of Cybercrime, or OOC, said perpetrators befriend victims through online dating or social media. The DOJ OOC warned the public to watch out for red flags, including the perpetrators informing them that they will be receiving packages containing luxury items and or money. It said victims will even receive messages from bogus courier service companies that would inform them that the packages have arrived. The DOJ OOC cautioned 
that the bogus courier service would even present bogus receipts, tracking numbers of packages, and other documents to make the transaction look legitimate. It added that even if payment has been deposited, the courier will require additional payment for taxes in relation to the cash already stored in the package. Those who have already fallen victim to the scam are advised to contact the DOJ OOC or the National Bureau of Investigations Cybercrime Division. In Metro News, Quezon City Government reports 83% drop in leptospirosis cases. Muntinlupa City launches business e-payment system. And Mayor Isco to stay in Manila LGU in 2022. More from this report. There is an 83% drop in the number of leptospirosis cases in Quezon City this year as compared to last year. Based on the data provided by the city's health department, there are only 58 leptospirosis cases with three deaths reported from January 1 to November 21, 2020. This is significantly lower than the 345 cases reported during the same period in 2019. The city's epidemiology and disease surveillance unit attributed the decline to the city's aggressive prevention campaign against leptospirosis as well as its urgent medical attention to the responders and communities affected by the recent typhoons and flooding. The Mutinlupa City Government has launched its business e-payment system to provide convenience and avoid person-to-person -person interaction amid the ongoing pandemic. Mayor Jaime Fresnedi said the City Government developed the project to adopt the new normal of public service which requires use of the digital platforms. Mutinlupa's BEST is an online payment alternative that will allow locators in Mutinlupa City to accomplish business permit applications and transactions through any internet-enabled device. Taxpayers can access the online platform at W www.muntinlupacity.gov.ph Manila Mayor Francisco Escomorano Dumagosto said he intends to stay on with the local government unit of the capital city in 2022. The statement was made after he was asked if he's seeking to run for higher office in the national elections two years from now. Dumagosto also denied that he's being groomed to run for the vice presidential seat. Earlier, the Manila mayor admitted that running for president is the back of his mind and said every person who was elected in the government office dreams of becoming a president. He instead urged the public and government officials to remain focused on the COVID-19 pandemic before talking about the 2022 elections. And here are the top news in other parts of the country. Los Baños mayor killed in town hall shooting. Cordillera cops donate 3.4 million pesos of own pay to rehab efforts in Cagayan and Bicol. And BIFF launches late night attack in Maguindanao Town. More from this report. Las Banas Laguna Mayor Cesar Perez died following a shooting incident at the Municipal Hall Thursday evening, December 3. Perez was on his way back to his office after having a massage in Barangay Baybayin when unidentified gunmen shot him at least two times at the back of his head while he was walking at the receiving area of the Municipal Hall. Perez, who also served as Vice Governor of Laguna, was among those named by President Duterte as being involved in illegal drugs trade. But Perez vehemently denied the allegation and pointed to local politics as the reason behind his inclusion in Duterte's narco list. The Philippine National Police have already created a special investigation task group to look into the killing of Perez.
In the spirit of Bayanihan, police officers from the Police Regional Office of Cordillera have voluntarily contributed a portion of their salary to aid in the rehabilitation efforts in Cagayan Valley and Bicol Region who was devastated by Typhoon Ulysses. The policemen in the region collected a total of 3,407,875 pesos from the voluntary contribution of individual personnel of the police force. The Bayanian Fund Challenge has been a way for the PNP to selflessly share and provide help and support to those who are in need. Also, the cash donations given were strictly voluntary with no standard amount of contribution specified. The military on Thursday night said a still undetermined number of Bangsamoro Islamic Freedom Fighters or BIFFs attacked a Philippine National Police Station in Datu Piang Town in Maguindanao. Based on an initial report from the Joint Task Force Central, BIFF fighters entered the town of Datu Piang Maguindanao at around 11pm and they were able to overrun a PNP station and set on fire a patrol car before leaving. There was no reported casualty on the side of the police and that they are currently investigating the incident. In world news, former U.S. presidents, including Biden, are ready to publicly receive COVID-19 vaccine. Christmas shoppers throng the streets of Bogota amid pandemic. 2020 is one of three hottest years ever recorded, according to the United Nations. Let's watch this. Former U.S. Presidents Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton, as well as President-elect Joe Biden, are volunteering to take a coronavirus vaccine on camera if it will help promote public confidence. Obama, in an interview, said he would be inoculated if top U.S. infectious disease expert Anthony Fauci signs off on a COVID-19 vaccine. Later in the day, Biden told CNN in an interview that he too would be willing to be vaccinated in public after government approval of vaccines specifically saying he would rely on Fauci to say it was safe. Vaccines developed by Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna NIH are expected to be approved by U.S. authorities shortly. A top science official said on Wednesday, the United States hopes to have immunized 100 million people by the end of February. Crowds walked down a packed street at Bogota San Victorino shopping district after this year's first madrungon sale, a tradition during the Christmas season. Retail sellers fear that a new lockdown will be implemented as COVID-19 cases continue to rise. According to business owners, the problem is in the streets with informal vendors who don't wear masks, don't respect social distancing, and never wash their hands. They urge the government in putting things in order and before shutting everything down, they should look for a solution to how to manage the situation. This year is on course to be one of the three warmest year ever recorded according to the United Nations on Wednesday as the UN chief warned the world was on the brink of climate catastrophe. The past six years, 2015 to 2020, are set to make up all six of the hottest years since modern records began in 1850 based on the UN's World Meteorological Organization's Provisional 2020 State of Global Climate Report. The average global temperature in 2020 is set to be about 1.2 degrees Celsius above the pre-industrial level. There is at least a 1 in 5 chance of it temporarily exceeding 1.5 degrees Celsius by 2024. In entertainment, Miss Philippines Roanta Mundong sizzled in the pre-pageant competitions of the Miss Echo Teen International ongoing at the Albatross White Beach Resort in Hurghada, Egypt. Rowan of Quezon City won Best Echo Dress, second runner-up at the talent competition, and first runner-up at the Beachwear Prime competition. 
the 18-year-old beauty queen was appointed last minute by Miss World Philippines Organization Chairman Arnold Vigafreya. The Miss Echo Teen International Contest will have its final night on Sunday, December 6. In sports, Rene Catalan is turning 42 years old next week, but the Filipino fighter is out to prove he has plenty of fuel left in his tank as he enters the circle after more than a year of hiatus. Just like other mixed martial arts, Catalan is just one of the athletes who struggled amid the coronavirus pandemic. He last saw action in one championship against reigning strongweight King Joshua Paxio on November 8, 2019, tapping off or tapping out off an arm triangle choke. Hungry for a comeback, Catalan is more than happy to face undefeated uh, South African wrestler Bokang Masunyani in one big bang at the Singapore Indoor Stadium on December 4, replacing a highly touted flyweight match between Team Lakai's Danny Kingad and Kairat Ashmetov of Kazakhstan. Catalan, a Wushu multi-medalist in the Asian Games, Southeast Asian Games, and Asian Championships, faces a Commonwealth Games bronze medalist and a regional wrestling champion in Bokang, who was engaged in the sports at the early age of seven. Catalan tries to defy age against a way younger opponent in Monsonyane, a 26-year-old fighter who has a 7-0 record. For, but for Catalan, as far as mixed martial arts is concerned, he is still a young fighter himself and it'll take more years before hanging the gloves for good. And those are the news on web today, December 4, 2020. It's 21 days before Christmas. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph or you may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza for Manel Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Join us again on Monday. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.